Welcome watching beer. I'm Mark. I'm Michelle. And tonight, what you drinking? Oh, I think we've discussed what you've got. Yeah. It's a milk stout from... I forget. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got it ready. So anyway, I'm enjoying Enjoy Bye for 2022 from Stone. It's a 9% hazy, which I wish they'd quit making the hazy because they're best on the... Sticking to the West Coast, but this is still pretty damn good. I give it a 4.75. It's a little thick, nice and dank. Got a bit of citrus, a little bit of pine in there. It's, it's kind of along the lines of the West Coast, but just a little bit thicker, a bit drying. It's a 9%, only 50 IBUs. That kind of ruins it, but it's still dank. I gave it a 4.5. Nice. Mm-hmm. What I'm drinking is the got up, get up, and to get down. No. That was that stout from Wiseacre. Yeah. Wiseacre, that's who it was. All right. Tonight, we have the main thing that came out this week, Moon Knight, on Disney+, Plus, which is a shit app that likes to freeze and act up. But, um, Oscar Isaac. As a Marvel character I never knew of. <laughs> yeah. Because I really don't read comics. At least I haven't since I was a kid. So, um, I don't know, what'd you think? Um, it was okay. Yeah, I, I mean... I mean, it. your first episode is doing a lot of introducing of these characters, so... But you still didn't get much of the introduction. No, no you didn't. Really? Because the one character obviously has either two personalities or something hidden inside of him or something so yeah there's definitely two personalities there and at least that's all we've gotten so far in this first episode Ethan Hawke is kind of creepy you know he's this this episode's called the goldfish problem (laughs) which is kind of crazy because the goldfish didn't take up too much of the episode but it did have just one. It had its moment. Fin and yeah. Yeah, it started with one fin. And then when he kind of disappeared, and lost a couple of days, he comes back and it has two. Yeah. So, I guess that's where the title comes in. I would say that Mark just probably killed the other fish and he <laughs> went bottom and replaced it. He replaced it. So Stephen Grant is our main character in this episode. Um, Said he's played by Oscar Isaac. He works in a, well, I guess it's, is it just an Egyptian only museum? Well, he's just in the gift shop. I don't know. Well, he works in the gift shop, but everything seems to revolve around Egypt. Well, it could be that it just happens to be the main exhibit. That section, yeah. Yeah. Or that section. Of the museum, but um, he definitely knows his history it seems well that's because he doesn't sleep well and so he's reading, reading everything all the time. True. you know but he probably he probably knew this stuff before or not all of it but probably a lot of it well, you know something's going on with him because he ties his you know shackles his ankle every night and then has sand around his bed yeah and keeps pouring sand around his bed a big old circle just like it'd be salt to keep a demon in a circle or some shit. Yeah, that's it's really so, not. It's not working though. I'll it's like, well, what's he trying to do, and what does he know? Yeah. Because as Mark, he seems, or as Stephen, he seems to know nothing about the alter ego, Mark. Right. 
because um, we have a well he I guess he does go to sleep at one point he but he wakes up somewhere else yeah he has to go to sleep or he would die I mean yeah. he have to sleep well yeah but I mean <clears throat> he's always trying to stay awake right and so he falls asleep wakes up out in the field with his jaw fucked up and bleeding out of his mouth Looks like it's dislocated. Yeah, it does kind of look like it's dislocated. And um, see some guys in a tower. They start shooting at him, and he runs into this town. He's in, you know, the square. And that's where Ethan Hawke first shows up. And he's got a Libra, whatever, scales tattoo. We're on it, judges people, even for things they haven't done yet. Well, that's what that's what is happening is they're judging your future, so. And because there's the one guy, oh, you're a good man, and lets him go, and then a woman steps up because apparently these people want to be judged. Yeah. And she's like, I've been good my whole life, but yet it turns red. And he said, Well, but it must be something, something that happens. hasn't happened yet. Well, fuck, she's in her sixties. What's she gonna do? Go out and murder people? It doesn't I mean, matter. What the fuck? Judgment is already placed upon her. And, and somehow, I don't know what he does to kill her. But, but It looks like almost like their life has been sucked out of her. Yeah, but you don't see it. You don't see it very much, but there is a little tiny part that you see when they take her body by. It looks mm. like she's just been kind of, right, in a way, drained a, little. drained a bit. I don't know. Some, like I said, there was the review someone had put on Rotten Tomatoes said something about this being... Bloody and more violent than the rest of them. Well, I'm sorry. Definitely as bloody and violent as Falcon and Winter Soldier. No. Mostly because at one point, Ethan Hawke's character wants the scarab that he's carrying. Well, there's some voice he keeps hearing saying, calling him Mark, and he don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. And he goes, oh, you got the stupid one, or what, the idiot. And dealing with Steven, but... He's after the scarab, and Oscar can't, or Stephen can't give it to him. Literally. Yeah, because his voice, whatever, was kind of controlling his body. And you see all these guys gathering around him. You kind of see a flash, and next thing you know, he's got blood all over his hands, and there's like five people laying there dead. But you don't see anything. You don't see anything. You don't know how the fuck it happened, what he did. And so he was supposed to go on a date. He shows up for his date, but apparently it's two days late. Yeah, he's two days late. It's supposed to be on Friday, and it's Sunday, and so the woman's just all pissed off at him. <clears throat> and anyway, he ends up back having to, at the um, museum, having to do inventory. And Ethan, he sees Ethan on and goes, Oh, you really were real. That, that did happen. Yeah, you really are. You really didn't know, you know. What it happened? Yeah, and then Ethan Hawke kind of says the same thing. You, you really do work in a yeah. gift shop <laughs> at a museum. But so he does finally kind of crown him and judge him. But he says you're full of chaos, so and there's no true judgment apparently at this point. So I assume that chaos would be the a primarch. Yeah, and he tells him, you know, well. Give me the scarab or whatever. And then you see, and what you can see of it, it doesn't look like it's very good effects. 
some sort of demon dog, or actually it might be Amit. Yeah, it's you know, chasing him down through the museum, and you see his split personality saying, "You know, let me come out, and I can save us." Mm-hmm. And so while uh, he's in that bathroom hiding from that creature, <laughs> you end up seeing the sink go flying out. You know, creature gets in and knocks him over you see a little bit of something going on with him like the beginning of the suit like a strand or two but then that's it and then you see him fully clothed just stomping on the dog but you don't really see much of that still don't know where he keeps that suit no i mean mark is i mean uh steven's not wearing that suit so does he have it in a little expandable purse you know or something um yeah, hard to say. <laughs> I think that's kind of stupid in a way. Yeah. Unless it's a permanent part of Mark's body. Yeah, so I'm hoping you get more backstory. Yeah, at one point when he's in that center, the town, um, he steals a truck, but he says something about, you know, I don't even have a license. But he's escaping these guys, but he can <clears throat> drive that fucking food truck. It's a cupcake truck, like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like it's a goddamn fucking Porsche or something going around all these winding corners up in the mountains and shit. It's like you ain't got a license but you sure in the fucking drive that thing. So that doesn't make sense because you shouldn't know how to drive at all. No, not at that point unless somehow with Mark being in the back of his head because at one point what do they call Mark a mercenary? Because they think that Stephen is Mark and Yeah, yeah. I think they called him a mercenary so Hopefully we'll get a little more backstory and more of them. Like I said, it was fine. I'd give it about a 6 out of 10, so 3 out of 5. Yeah. Um, was, I mean, it's fine. It's just... Yeah, there wasn't anything really, outstanding. Yeah, you really don't know what's going on yet. I think Oscar did a good job. His, even his accent, even though it was kind of weird in a way, it, it actually seemed to fit the character quite well. Yeah. So I... You know, it it's fine. You know, we'll keep watching it and see what happens. And I don't know how many episodes there's going to be. I think it's six, maybe, maybe six or eight. Is what it's listed. So we'll see. Critics on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got ninety four percent. And um, so I don't know. I think it's a little high for something that... Oh, wait a minute. No, that was just for the first episode, which I think is high. It's high for the... Yeah. Yeah, the critics is 87% overall, and they've probably seen a majority of it. Yeah, there's only going to be six episodes. The audience, though, on Rotten Tomatoes, 95%. After one episode, no. That... I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. So, it I guess Ethan Hawke is actually Oscar Isaac's neighbor. Oh, life, really? In real life. No, that's cool. And Oscar Isaac is the one that wanted Ethan Hawke in it to play Arthur Harrow. Yeah. And Isaac is the executive producer, so I guess he could have pretty much... Kind of do almost what he wants. What he wants. Yeah, and who the fuck doesn't like Ethan Hawke anyway? He's creepy. He can though. play... Yeah, he can play good, bad. It don't matter. He... He just seems like a pretty down-to-earth cool guy. Yeah. Um, and then the voice that he or Stephen keeps hearing is F. Murray Abraham, who we mainly know from Mythic Quest mm-hmm. as the author 
of the video games. So I really I like him on there. He um, plays yeah, Conshu. C.W. Longbottom. Yeah, so. Conshu. Now you never hear his name. No. Yeah, and you, you see like um, whatever the fuck that with the beak. Yeah. It kind of looks like the mask of um, what the hell was that? The plague or whatever. Yeah, it's kinda a plague mask. Kind of like the mask. one that, in Vox Machina. Yeah, it's a plague mask. And, but this here apparently in a mask it's actually a skull and it looks like it might be the skull of like that Ama you see on the side of the I don't know obelisk or whatever that's in the museum so anyway on to a show you really enjoyed I think it had some pirates in it it does our flag means death it was I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> it was a different take on pirates for fucking sure. It was. It was fun. It was funny. It was open. So it had any character, type of character you could think of. Oh my gosh. They would. They had. Yeah. You know. So it was very open and it was, it was really good. It was Crazy, stupid, fun, everything. Gentleman Pirate. Yeah, Gentleman Rise Pirate. Rise Darby as Steed Bonnet. And then you had Hodor was in it. Yes. Tyka was Blackbeard. Yes. <laughs> and that got a little weird. <laughs> yep. And then Frenchie, he, uh, he's been fried before. Didn't he get fried? No, I don't think... He got, didn't he get fried in Game of Thrones? I can't remember how they killed him off. It's been a while. Well, but yeah. I mean, so there's two Game of Thrones characters. Yeah, because he was uh, going to marry uh, Daenerys. Yeah. He definitely <clears throat> wanted to. And so Rory Kinnear, asshole. <laughs> no matter what part he played, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there, there was one episode that was really fucking funny as hell. Well, they all got crazy names. But um, I think it was episode four. The Art of Fuckery. Yeah. Oh, no, I guess that was much further down. Than that. But anyway, Steve Bonnet, he's like a rich guy. That wants to just travel and become a pirate, so... He's always wanted to be a pirate. Even though he's always been um, a pampered little rich boy. Well, that's what his dad called him. Yeah, he gets married and has a couple kids. And at one point he, like, builds a little model boat and he's telling his wife about it. And she goes, you didn't really have this built, did you? And yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> In the yeah. full size boat. Um, so he decides to leave and become a pirate. And leaves that family behind and gets a crew. And at one point, they want to mutiny him because he's such a bad fucking captain. Yeah, yeah. he is. Well, but he... then they're like, but he does pay us. And you know. Yeah, he pays them. Pays them well. And they don't have to do anything but. No, they have to do shit, really. Be in the boat. Yeah. And the first thing you see in Pirate is a little dinghy with two guys in it, and they steal their plant. <laughs> so that's their first pirate adventure. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <clears throat> and it just gets bigger and better from there. Yeah. I mean, um, because 
you don't see Blackbeard at the very beginning. No, it's a few episodes. Yeah, so that part of the crew, you know, changes things, and it's just interesting. Yeah, because you've got the one guy who writes down everything that's kind of his right-hand man, who's gay, and taking care of everybody, pretty much. Well, at Lucius. least several of them. Yeah. Yeah, Lucius. And then you got a female dressed up as a man. And they think it's a man, except for one guy knows the truth. Yeah. And that one guy's in love with Although her. One day, yeah, he's kind of in love with her. But, but you don't really see much of that until later. Because yeah. he keeps it all in check. You he know, they're just, yeah. they've known yeah. each other a long time. So what kind of feeling you get? They're good buddies. And so, but she's really good with a knife and can easily kill people. <laughs> but see, everybody that's on Steve Bonnet's crew are horrible pirates, really, except for maybe her. Well, yeah. You know, I mean. Well, Black Pete thinks he's really good because he says he was on Blackbeard's crew at one point, which still might be debatable. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you've got, you know, the Swede, and he is crazy. Totally. And Buttons, he's extremely crazy, you know. And then we, John Feeney, who is um, Hodor. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just gets... It, it gets crazy, but it's fun crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it gets stupid at times, but eh, it's fun stupid. Yeah. And warning, if you're fucking homophobic, then there's one episode you won't like. Well, there might be a couple, but... Well, okay, yeah, I, I forgot, yeah. But, when uh, I say it's open, it's open, you know. True. It's got those kind of... It's got... Well, some of it really don't show much until... Blackbeard and Steed have their moment. Right. You know, and so. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. As I said, there's some, just a, it's a. Well, of course, Tyga's also like executive producer. He didn't write it. I don't think he even direct any of it, but. I thought he did originally, but he didn't. Yeah, so. I would have thought he would have at least directed one, but no. I, he just played a big ass part in it. Yeah. And it looked like they had a good time doing it. Oh, yeah. It looked no. like it had been nothing but a bunch of fun, you know. Yeah. Especially putting a sword through um, <laughs> Admiral Chauncey Badminton's oh my gosh. face. Yeah. Well, it was an accidental murder. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> they had to make it look like a, a big-time murder so the crew would respect the captain. But there's nothing wrong with it because that guy was a dick. Oh, yeah. Well, because little Steve Bonnet and whatever nicknames they had for him, you know, he was the outcast even of the rich boys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this was one of the rich boys. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's it. It's, it's uh, fun. I, you know, I had a good time watching it. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was real good. It's ten episodes. This one's on HBO Max. Um... I guess I did mention that Moon Knight was on Disney Plus, obviously, because I complained about the useless fucking app. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, this was on HBO Max, and there was always a few problems with their app, too. It wasn't terrible, but don't try to rewind or anything on this. Yeah. 
Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, this one's 89% with a 94% audience. And IMDb, 7.9. I would have to go right in that area. Give it about a 4.5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was really good. It was. It was fun. And then we had Dota, Dragon's Blood, Season 2. The first season was really good. This one... It was while it was good. It seemed it was a little more convoluted and sometimes, and harder to kind of keep track of what was going on. Maybe. Know, was it because you, you fell asleep or anything? No, okay. actually, didn't. I think I might have been one, and I rewatched it. So, <laughs> or at least rewatched what I thought I may have missed, and I hadn't really missed anything. It just. It seems like it jumped around a little more. They had a few more storylines or. Something going on. There's a lot going on, I think, at this point. I mean, a really a lot going on. Well, the main character, Davion, he's um, a dragon slayer, but he also has a dragon within him. Yes. Talk about confusing. Yeah. But by the end, he does is able to separate, but they needed the dragon yeah. to, um, well, just finish... <laughs> finish everything off because the princess she goes Marana goes back home to become a princess but her uncle's on the throne and well he wants to maintain power obviously and he's willing to marry her <laughs> or, but well that's well, the only way you know yeah he can go forward but the only but he doesn't want that kind of a marriage no no, he was going to set her up right, in just, a different location and, and everything. everything. Yeah, she just wanted any, the power. Yeah, he just, yeah, she'd have anything she wanted. But her, um, I don't remember his but name. But the the um, dragon pissed him off. So right, or he he pissed off the dragon. I'm sorry, the other yeah. way around. So the dragon took care of him. Um, <clears throat> the I don't know if it was Asser. Was he the kind of priest or whatever that was the caretaker and that was with the, um, oh, her uncle and had been with her family before that, you know, kind of helping yeah. keep things in check. And oh, he's played by Michael Dorn. Yeah, I see that. Mm. And so he himself, you know, calls her the princess's sunbeam and, uh-huh. you know, kind of takes care of her. He wants her in power. Of course, you know, the uncle had the parents killed, so he could gain power years ago. No, the uncle did not. Oh, so it was Aster. It okay. was Aster. I couldn't remember. I thought the uncle was involved somehow, but he made it seem like it was. Yeah, they all made it seem like it was, but yeah. no, it was Aster. He... His her father was weak, right, and so he wanted her on the throne because she does have some power that you don't really see until partway through this, and you realize why she's called you know his sunbeam. Yeah, but he's got a lot of power. Yeah, well, he becomes this big ass, demonic looking dragon. Yeah, and very strong. Yeah, because in this season we got Aerith, which was a really cool character. She's kind of like Davion, where she's also 
can turn into a dragon. Beautiful fucking dragon. Oh, yeah. Kind of like an ice dragon. And really love that character. And then um, you get backstory on the princess's, um, well, kind of guardian? Not guardian, but... Right-hand woman? Yeah. <laughs> who, um, the mute. Yeah. The is always a badass, but you see kind of why she's so loyal to the princess. Yeah. Because as children, she was just a, you know, street girl or one of the, um, was it one of the maids or something's daughters? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, and she didn't understand why, you know, this girl was like this and why there was a difference and why she couldn't play with her or whatever so she made it to where she could yeah and you know she never forgot that but marana was quite the little bitch oh yeah she was until that girl until that girl came along yeah it's not luna um shit no because luna's the other girl i know it's hard to keep track of all these damn names Especially with this season. You know, you got Salomene, which is a goddess. Oh, and, she's a bitch. And then, then kind of like her daughter or whatever. She was terrible to her daughter. Yeah. She Well, she left well, her, yeah, too. Yeah, the one daughter, they just let... She just left her daughter, too. Yeah. And, which reminds you of... Um, <laughs> He masters the universe where <laughs> Tila's mom had just left her. <laughs> yeah. He's like, holy crap. Yeah. Parents just get up and leave and don't care. No. But yeah, it ends in a pretty epic dragon fight. And I don't know, if you're into kind of like Dungeons and Dragons type stuff, this fits right up there. I guess it's based on a video game that I know jack shit about. But... It's really good, though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really good. Like I said, this season seemed a little more convoluted, but it was still really good. The um, animation's really good. Mm-hmm. It is. So I really like that. Now, on to what we really enjoyed. What's that? Erased. Erased. Two versions of it, and apparently there's three. Um, don't watch the third one. Because I don't even know where the hell you could find it, because it... I didn't see him pop up anywhere. Right. Um, Erased. And it's a Japanese, based on a manga. I guess a manga series. And there's a movie. And it's really rated terribly. And it came out in... 2016. March of 2016. And the anime, though... Came out just a few months before that. And was it February or January? January of 2016. So you only had a few months difference between this release. And then the actual live action series came out in 2017. Near the end of it, December 15th. So we watched the live action series and the anime. We kind of were watching it well, side, side by side. We'd yeah. watch one and one. But at one point, 
the live action actually advanced the story quicker. It did. So we would watch more of the anime after about the fourth or so episode. It it started off real, like that though. I well, mean, just at the very end of the first episode, right. there was a slight jump, but as you went on, it got even more. Mm-hmm. And by the time the end of it, really, it seemed like... It, it was it, almost a whole... It was, well, it was really weird because the anime wrapped up mainly in one episode, and I think it took almost two episodes to wrap it up in the live action. Right. And while most of it is the same... There are, there some are differences, a yeah. few differences, like when one girl gets injured, and the very ending, how they wrap it up, is totally fucking different. Yeah. So I don't know which one I really like better. I'd give them both a four and a half. Yeah, I liked them both. I mean. Yeah, they both had their own things. Yeah, yeah they did. And, and the people they you know chose in live action were really good. Oh yeah, you know, I no, did like excellent. Them. But it revolves around Satoru, who's 29 years old at this point. He's kind of a failed manga writer. Or at least struggling. Struggling, he delivers pizza. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's more than struggling. He doesn't have any life, really, besides um, doing the manga and delivering pizza. pizza. (laughs) That's about it. But he has this thing he calls revelation, and he see he'll see something, and it's generally something he can go back and change, and it's usually like one to five minutes. Right. And you see him early on. He sees this boy waiting across the street, and he's driving past this truck all of a sudden you see him kind of like disappear and zap right back into the moment back where he was driving past the boy and he sees a truck and this guy's passed out there he actually had had a heart attack I think yeah it was a heart attack well in the first one in the anime in the live action it it was slightly different but anyway so he tries to stop but of course he ends up getting injured and he, well, his friend Mar Mary Mar, Mar fuck it, <laughs> um, the pizza delivery girl. Yeah, she stays around with him, but um, after this, you know, you you'll see him talking with his mom, and she uh, tells him. Something about he's remembering stuff as a kid, and she says something about there's some things we didn't tell you about back then we should have. Well, after she gets killed, he has a revelation that takes him back 18 years. And so, what happens instead of him being in his body, he's back in his 10 year old body. Yes. Or 11 year old, actually, I'm sorry. Because it's set in 2006, it goes back to 88, and but his 29-year-old brain's still there. Yes. So he realizes something's up, and he's got to change something. But I said, generally it just goes back one to five minutes, and this is taking him all the way back. Which means so he, he has to change, to change a whole lot of shit yeah. to save his mom. So. 
Um, there was some child abductions back then that were never solved. And, you know, these three missing children <clears throat> from his location. He, Well, two of them were in his class and one of them was in from another, another school. school. Yeah. I think she was maybe a little bit younger. And so he has to kind of save them from being kidnapped and murdered. And he thinks that that is kind of all, but it's it really is more than just preventing them from, you know, being kidnapped and, and murdered. Right, yeah. It's, it's actually solving the crimes, too. Right. But what ends up happening is while he's working this out, the person who ends up being the murderer... He does not know it at the time until, you know, he's told that he don't know how this kid's staying ahead of the game. Right. And able to save him. Because these kids are always, like, they're kind of loners. Right, and that's how... They're always kind of hanging alone. That's why they're picked for this. And, well, since he is figuring it out... He gets left for dead in a car in icy waters, but a, uh, what was it, a, um, it was a groomer? Vet, dog a veterinarian. A veterinarian, that's right. Yeah. You only see that in the animated version, or was it the live action where the vet shows up? I can't remember. It was remember. live action. <laughs> you go back and forth between the two. But the thing is, is you ha- he has more than re- one revelation during this this time too you know so sometimes he has to fix something he didn't fix before Mm -hmm. because it doesn't come with the end result that needs to happen and so he ends up in a coma for 15 years yeah and you know you it just um, well in the live action the our predator, you get a um, a backstory of that was really interesting. Kind of helped it along, but it wasn't in the anime. Um, the first girl he has to save, she's got an abusive mother, mm-hmm. and kind of the same thing happens there, where they get her out of mom's custody. Right. So you see some of that. And actually, through all this, it almost created another, a new victim, which they had to protect and save. And he has one friend who... Was going to be, was supposed to be a victim as a boy, though. Right, that looked like a girl. But looked like a girl. But I was right, that one was chosen. Yeah. And then another one of his friends, Kenya... Uh, it seems like he kind of knew something was going on. He was very smart. Yes, he was extremely smart. And so while he's in the coma, the, that one's become a lawyer. Uh-huh, yeah. And the other one's studying to be a doctor. Who actually marries... The first one he saves. The first one he saves. Yes. And they have a, a baby. But, yeah, they, it was because of him that they... You know, went this far in order, you know, and I think most of it was to 
hunt down yeah. the, you know, who they were after because the, it was never solved, especially the lawyer. The kid that turned, Kenya. yeah. His dad was a lawyer and right. it was just, I, that He was important. doing it for, yeah, to help people actually. And he, um, in fact, after he was in the coma, a lot of the kids, even the ones that didn't get along with each other, you know, helped raise money, you know, to help pay for his medical bills while he was in a coma. Yeah. And. True. Yeah, that was the one that. Him going back there changed a lot of kids' lives, even the ones that didn't, that weren't directly, what you'd call directly involved. They weren't going to be one of the victims. He changed a lot of lives just by going back to do that. Yeah. And, but through this, things also changed for him. And Ari, he doesn't, she doesn't know him. He still remembers her. Yeah. And so they have to go through some motions to end up kind of tying her back into his life. Because she was... Because after... Becoming a... Going to be a victim at one point, too. Yeah, too. And... But the murderer is still feeding off of him being in the coma. So he hasn't done anything. But in the, that's in the anime. Uh-huh. The live action, the storyline is different. In the anime, you know, they, they catch him, but he's only getting attempted murder charges on Satoru because mm-hmm. they kind of set it up to where he would fall off a building and this guy would be charged. But, you know, they saved him and stopped, you know, had a something to stop him from being injured and so they said he was going to what spend I forget how long in jail or whatever but in the live action version after they get him because it's past the statute of limitations but it said they say that he's going to get um, the death penalty mm-hmm. because apparently there was more murders during this time frame right so it does jump into from 2008. Well, actually, he falls back into another coma uh, for, when he sees Ari for like a year and something. It's like a year and a half or something like and, that. And you know, wakes up in 2010. But at this point, he ends up no longer being a struggling manga writer. Right. He actually is a, a great one. And everything's being turned into an anime and everything else. Because he learns... Through his experiences to, right, to well, be a better storyteller. Well, and at one point he sees something and he asks for a sketchbook and stuff and doesn't realize why. And right. he starts sketching and sketching real well. Uh, was it Ari? I think he was sketching. Um, when we seen her, but in both of them there is a little girl that's in the hospital that plays into the. Kind of the finale helps set it up. It also helps his rehabilitation too. Yeah, no, she, she does. does. Yeah, because you know she's really fighting through her, her illness. Illness, right. yes. And he see, I mean, he sees how strong she is. He can't be weak. <laughs> yeah, and the, he's older than her. And how the predator is going about killing her is totally different in both episodes mm-hmm. or versions, and. I said it. It was that was the part where there was the biggest difference, was the ending and yeah. how they got 
to yeah. where they did. It was quite different. But then, like I said, a lot of the other was yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, it's very good. There just there's enough differences there. Yeah, I mean you even have a lot of the same lines and everything else. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because girls are always calling him an idiot or whatever. Yes. Making fun of him. Yeah, that's the same one. stupid shit. And he's always like, "Oh, I said that out loud." loud. <laughs> He called his mom a witch. Yeah, yeah, he called her that several times. And, and when I had it on, um, just rewatching a little bit on my phone before work, you know, I had it on the dub. And he says the same thing, he calls her a goddamn witch or something. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because the subtitles and dubbing do not match up at all. And... You never really, I don't remember seeing cuss words, but when you listen mm-hmm. to the dubbing, there's some cussing. And mm-hmm. the first part I watched was the end of the first, or the season finale of the anime, and he calls him a son of a bitch. I was like, oh, wait a minute, I don't remember reading that before. Nope. So I backed it up, and it wasn't in the subtitles. And I was like, well, I know when we listened to it, watched it the first time in Japanese. It wasn't there. It wasn't in the subtitles there. And I was like, well, this is really weird. So I don't know if they just dubbed down the subtitles for us from the Japanese version. And the dubbing, they're actually kind of reading what it should be. Because a lot of the dubbing was a lot longer than those subtitles. You know, they say a lot more. And of course, and then, I mean, the one episode I was watching through there, it it was just totally different. Hardly shit matched up at all. So, if you're going to watch the dubbing, I wouldn't watch it with subtitles. But, you know, if you're like us and you watch it the first go-round straight up in the original language, just realize that subtitles may be dumbed down. Yeah. I mean... It fits, it works, and there's only a few times you have to pause and maybe back up because something goes a little quick. And it seemed like it was worse in the live action one in the last episode than any other. The other most of the other episodes seem fine. So I really think this is well worth it. Oh, yeah. Give them both of them a four and a half. The anime on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's only got five critics but it's 100% there than 94% with 90 users and it's definitely well worth that IMDB uh, the anime I want to say it's an 8.5 yeah that's really fucking good yeah and live action was 7.8 yeah Okay, yeah, it's a little bit lower. <clears throat> I was surprised because I thought they were both similar enough that... Yeah, but yeah. some people and specifically like anime. And they're, yeah, they're both 12 episodes. The anime are around 22 to 24 minutes. The live action's around half an hour an episode, so it really doesn't take too long to get through. And well worth it if you're into that type of... Thing. Oh yeah, they were both very good. Yeah, it's definitely. It was a interesting. Bit of a mystery and. Yeah, it was interesting to watch them at the same, you know, side by side kind of deal. Yeah. So I give them both nines, so four and a half. If we're going by our untapped rating 
<laughs> criteria. But no, it definitely good. Um, next time we'll have Miss Maisel at the season four finished. Yeah. I think we only got about half. We're about halfway through that. And Dairy Girls season two. We're only a couple episodes into that, but there are only six episodes. But I heard there's third season coming, so I thought, well, better watch the second one now. Let's just say those girls are always in trouble. Oh, yeah. With that one guy. Yeah, (laughs) he's doing something crazy, and the poor bastard thing got stuck with him. He has to go to a girls' school with him. They're always doing something to get into trouble. Uh, Bunch. Oh, always. Yes. So... That will wrap this one up. Um, I can be reached on Untapped at uh, mconnor666. You don't know, huh? You know. <laughs> That's why I'm um, 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 and you're MC Vampire or thornbear at gmail.com, and we are out.